Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. And my guest today is a very special guest because uh, we had to do this uh, part two because the first time uh, I had some recording issues. Uh, so, but it's a real pleasure to have my guest on uh, today is I, Aisha Kreitz, and she is from the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Aisha, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. So um, you have a great organization. I, I'd love to start with um, just telling us a little bit about uh, the Frederick Douglass Foundation, what you what you do, what your goals are um, as an organization and how you're structured. Uh, sure. So, I, I mean, like overall big picture, I guess. Um, so we are devoted Christians, proud Americans. Um, active Republicans or proactive conservatives. Um, not everybody that is a member of the group is necessarily a registered Republican or um, I, I'm not sure what state people will be listening to, but in like New York, we have a conservative party and a Republican party. Um, you know, so we have members that are independents and all over the board. But we come from that framework. Um, and basically we're a collection of proactive individuals committed to developing innovative and new approaches to today's issues um, with the assistance of local officials, scholars, community activists, colleges, and we kind of pull all these people in uh, as individuals and come up with ideas to try and hit some of the hardest um, issues that are facing our, our communities. Okay. And so do me a favor. So I, 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 I hope this isn't the case, but I, there could possibly be some listeners who don't really know much about Frederick Douglass himself, you know, the namesake for your, for your organization. Uh, so if, could you give me, give my audience of just a brief overview of Frederick Douglass and, and who he was and, and, and any information that you think would be, would be relevant? Absolutely. Um, so if, Somebody is not, you know, he wrote three autobiographies. So who he is, is very, um, I mean, it is out there. You know, he, he was very clear about who he was and what it is that he believed. And so part of, you know, he was born into slavery. He was a product of rape. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he went on to serve four presidents. Um, he was actually a, a very instrumental when it came to Lincoln um, um, going and freeing the slaves, you know, there's a lot of controversy and stuff around that where he was like, no, oh, I don't want to start a civil war. But it was actually his friendship with uh, Frederick Douglass that allowed, um, that, that, that kind of pushed Abraham Lincoln into um, doing the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. So and he, again, born into slavery, he died with, with the equivalent of $10 million um, of today's money would be wow. in the bank. So he was very much um, um, 
the quintessential uh, orator. Yeah. People would, one of the things that, you know, we like to tell people, right? He was self-educated yeah. in one of the saddest, and most horrific, oppressive times of American history. Right. We don't take away from that. Um, but again, he became an ordained minister. He wrote his first autobiography while he was a fugitive slave, while he was on the run as a slave. And he traveled the world. He championed the principles of God, the U.S. Constitution, the Republican Party. And he didn't, he, he was more than willing to call out the ills of the day while still talking about the greatness of our country and, um, and what it meant to be an American. Actually, when he first started off, William Garrison was one of the people that um, had influence over him. And he was very much against kind of like the Constitution and, and stuff like that, because that's who William Garrison was. But then after he read the Constitution for himself, he said it is an anti-slavery document to its letter. Mm -hmm. And he went on to go and, you know, basically all of those people that were pro-slavery go on and kind of in your face um, say, this is not who we were as who we were built as as a, as a country. So um, there's so much about him. Like I said, he's considered the father of the abolitionist movement, civil rights movement. He is one of the greatest orators of all times. A lot of the things that he's written when you read his books, I'm like, gosh, I wish I said that now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's in a nutshell. I guess, yeah, as much of a nutshell. Yeah, as much of a nutshell that you can do to do him justice. Uh, you, you know, you he he's really a, yeah. a great, great, great person. I almost feel like they need to. This is ripe for a major movie about his life. I think that would be uh, something that would do very well. And I think. Well. Uh, go ahead. No, yeah. As long as the movie depends on who did it, because we, we have yeah. movies about him, and they really try to take out the. Um, really important parts of who he was. Yeah. Excuse me. You know, yeah. that, you know, he, he, especially like the part of his Republicanness, his pro American stuff, a lot of the things mm -hmm. that we will see a lot of times happen, especially during Fourth of July. He has a speech, What is the Fourth of July to a slave? And that is just it's a magnificent piece of writing. And they always take out just the, the one part of it every single year where he is excoriating America. And, you know, saying, I'm a slave, you know, 4th of July, freedom, you know, he goes on, you know, to pick all of that back up. And he starts off positive. He tells you about the ills and he says, this is who we are. I love this country and let's move forward. And, and again, we've seen that in our history. Which, and I think America has a great history. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a really great. Yeah, that's a really great point. And, you know, if, if anyone had the had uh, the deck stacked against them and had reason to be bitter and angry and wringing their hands and, and things like that. It would be him and people love his time. And instead he yeah. became really, you know, really the one of the greatest Americans and became wealthy, which I didn't realize. And I also didn't know that he was a product of rape. Um, so that was, that was, that was interesting to know. So, so obviously your organization is an organization is named after a great, great man. Um, when you talk about the issues that you your you and your organization champion, um, what are the sort of the, the the main sort of pillars that you are focused on today? No, so that <laughs> mm -hmm. we really do. So we are nation. We're a national organization. We have uh, chapters in various states, and we have more and more coming online. 
Um, as far as like our core values and stuff, uh, you know, being pro-life, pro-traditional marriage are two very important things. Uh, like when people come to us to try like, uh, running for office, uh, so again, we're a public policy and educational organization. So education, but also we do a lot with, with politics. And so like for people to be endorsed by us and for us to help them, there are certain things. And again, if they're not pro-life, if they're not pro-traditional marriage, strengthening the family unit, those things are going to be out. But I mean, really, when it comes down, it's teaching uh, biblical-based values and principles of civic engagement, and um, it empowers citizens to impact their government, public policy, and to cast a smarter vote, right? Mm -hmm. Especially as it comes to a biblical worldview. So that's kind of what, what we're trying to do is equip, empower people, and uh, Frederick Douglass, he'd say, agitate, agitate, agitate. So yes, there are a lot of times we are on the cutting edge of things, saying things, doing things, that are really pushing people out of their comfort zone. And not everybody likes that, but as faith-based leaders, as faith-based people, we are called to be the head, not the tail. Mm -hmm. And the truth isn't always, you know, we want to speak the truth in love. We want to give people Jesus, the grace and the mercy, but it's not always comfortable for people. And mm -hmm. so we do that in the public square. Uh, you know, we want to have integrity, justice, virtue, transparency, respect, all of those things as we're educating and equipping people. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know um, if, if that answers the question. It, it uh, does. Well yeah, it does. And, and, and I think, you know, when you, when you lay out these, these things that you champion, um, you know, it, it's, it's, these are values that everybody that benefit everybody, right? It's not as though, you know, I, are, are you specifically a African-American organization per se, um, is, uh, fighting on the behalf of um, that group or, or are you fighting for these values? Doesn't matter so, your race or anything. Right. So we do, um, you know, New York, our president is, uh, is, is Spanish. You know, he's a Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a white president. Uh, most of our leadership is, uh, you know, we're highly melanated folks. Uh, most of us are, uh, but that isn't the totality of who we are. A lot of the, you know, Frederick Douglass was married to a white woman. His second wife was white, mm -hmm. you know, product of rape, born into slavery, no bitterness, white. So we are, are not a black organization. We're not a white organization. We're an American organization. With that said, Absolutely. We do see that whatever these hardest hit areas, and it does happen to be, right, that we will look at these urban communities, uh, inner city communities, but as well, some of the hardest hit rural communities. And when we're looking within that sphere, absolutely, we're not going to um, disregard the, the issues that we have within the Black community right mm -hmm. and i don't like using the term black so i always say sure. highly melanated just so you know um but for the sake of just time and everything and, and, and putting yeah. it across right that yes we will go into black neighborhoods we'll go into urban neighborhoods and those issues that are now kind of swelling out into the rest of america as well and to tackle those yeah we want to make sure that our messaging is going to hit the people Right, we go, we collect the people that already know, we collect the choir, right? Those of us who get it, and we want to train you up 
in order to speak to the people that need to hear. Yeah. Right? And that is, is always as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And we say, why isn't our message resonating with Black America? Why isn't our uh, message resonating within an urban community? Why isn't our message, right? Well, it's because you can have a message and not have the propaganda behind it that is going to get it to go through. And so that's what, you know, and that's what we do. We're like, listen, if you want to know why it's not resonating, sit down, have the conversation, let's train you, let's teach you, say these are the different things that we can do in order to help them uh, get through. Yeah, no, that that's very well said. I, I I love it that it's that it's an organization for everybody because, as I said, those values that you and your organization champion are values for all of us, regardless of our color, age, Absolutely. gender. It doesn't really matter. Uh, right, so once we start segregating people out, yeah, I mean, you know, again, you'd be like, oh, hey, there's the black agenda, there's the Asian agenda, there's the Indian agenda, there's the women's agenda, there's this agenda. Mm-hmm we can have an American agenda, right? And again, when we look at these race issues, right? I don't, I do not use the word race unless I absolutely have to, because once that is a racist term. Once we come to the point where we're saying, hey, the different races, you're literally mean, I mean, by default, you are saying that there's going to be one race that's higher than another. Mm-hmm. And we're one race, we're the human race, period. And we have to get away from that and letting them, uh, redefine what it is. Those are eugenics terms. Those are population control terms coming from people who honestly believe that not only uh, do we come from apes and fish and all these things, but I am the closest to that ape. And if that is the case, then all the things that they're saying is is correct. Mm-hmm. Right? That I just, that I don't have the same mental capacity as somebody else. And so I do my absolute best to move away from that term and for us to say, yeah, I'm not going to say, right? Skin colorism. I don't call it racism. We call it skin colorism, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really what it is. It's like, yeah. hey, you're looking at someone based on the color of their skin, not the color, not their race, right. because we're all one race. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And, and I had written down some of the things. So you, you guys champion education. Good for oh, everybody. Yes. School choice. Good for everybody, yeah. regardless of color. The importance of the family, anti-abortion, good for everybody. Uh, free market, limited government, good for everybody. I mean, we could just go on and on. Uh, so, so it's uh, your your organization is championing, as you said, for Americans, not for a particular group um, or another. Uh, so, so for people who want to learn more about the Frederick Douglass Society. Um, it, Tell us uh, where they can go, how they can find out, how they could get involved, how they can donate. Um, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's Frederick Douglass Foundation. Uh, I know that there probably is a Frederick Douglass Society somewhere, but that's not us. Um, <laughs> and so nationally, right? So no matter where you are, you can sign up to become a member. Uh, becoming a member is vital for us um, on multiple points, not only for from just uh, strategically, from politically, right? They look at your membership and stuff. But as well, it helps us uh, fund uh, a very small portion of our of our um, platform and what it is in events and seminars and different things like that. But you go to www.fdfnational, like Frederick Douglass Foundation National.org. Um, if you're in New York, that's where I'm at, right? You can go right to a, a state website if they have one. So it's just FDF and then whatever the initials for the state is. So for New York, FDFNY for New York.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go each 
uh, website for each state may be a little different. Not all of them have one right now. Um, mostly social media, all of them do. But you go to that national website, you can sign up, you can become a member. Uh, if you want, you can get a hold of me specifically, and I can get you in touch with leaders in your area, uh, which is just my first initial A. My last name is Kreutz, K-R-E-U-T-Z dot, I mean, dot. Not like I have my own website right now. It's a Kreitz at fdfny.org. So people can contact me and I can help funnel them in to get them to the right place um, that they wanted to go as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to repeat that. So fdfnational.org uh, for the national group. And if it's uh, if you're coming from New York or Ohio, it would be fdfny.org or fdfoh.org. Um, if you want to get a hold, specifically get a hold of Aisha, uh, you could reach her. She mentioned her uh, her email. I'm going to spell it because uh, how it's spelled and how it sounds or, or pronounced is different, as I learned when we first talked. Uh, it's A-K-R-E-U-T-Z at FDFNY.org. So check it out. Frederick Douglass Foundation great organization, get involved, support them, reach out to Aisha, uh, their organization, uh, the values they fight for uh, are the values of, of all of us, regardless of uh, what you call it, our, our skin color, right? Absolutely. You know, again, we're American. I, and, and, you know, one of the things I, I like to tell people too, is that, you know, right, there's all these different organizations. And when we talk about conservatism, mm -hmm. it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Right. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. But the one thing that unites us all is constitutional conservatism. Mm -hmm. So if that is the place that you're at and the thing that you're looking at, right, whether it's education, religious freedoms, school choice, parental rights, all of these things that we're championing, it's all about that constitutional conservatism. And I welcome anyone to come and join us, um, you know, join the fight for the little bit that they can. Our uh, month, an hour, a week, an hour, a year. We can use it all. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're all in, we're all in a fight right now. Uh, and so uh, we need all the soldiers we can get. So Aisha Kreitz from the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it and glad we connected. Yes. Thank you so much. I enjoyed being here and I'm glad we got to connect too. Absolutely. The beginning of some long friendship. Absolutely. It is. And, and I always, I enjoyed, I've talked to you several times on the phone and then uh, recording this here. And it's always enjoyable to talk to you, Aisha. You have a great smile. So if you're listening to this and not watching it, you gotta, you gotta check out the video of it because Aisha has a, a great smile and great personality. So uh, thank you, uh, Aisha. And thank all of you uh, for listening to this episode of Fee Days podcast with Aisha Kreitz from the Frederick, Frederick Douglass Foundation. Check it out. Check out Frederick Douglass as well. Definitely get some books and uh, we will see you next time.